Warning. The Reddit Asks Us podcast contains explicit material and mature subject matter that may not be suitable for all audiences. Audience discretion is advised. Hey guys, welcome back to the Reddit Asks Us podcast. I'm your host, Luke Dick. And just before we head into the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure you leave us a rating and leave us a review, please and thank you. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Reddit Asks Us podcast, where we, po- where we post new clips every single day from the show. Um, so yeah, you guys can check it out. Check us out on there at Reddit asks us podcast on instagram and tiktok uh also doing on my main account at luke underscore dick um the polls so if you want to participate in the polls at the beginning of the week they'll would they will be on my personal instagram page so um last week we had a would you rather and it was would you rather experience no mental pain or no physical pain and the polls on the Instagram and TikTok actually ended up being like quite similar. Like the uh, everyone said no <coughs> mental pain, which was funny because we started off kind of saying no mental pain, and then we slowly transitioned to oh physical pain because part of mental pain is is really where the human experience has its has its beauty and its wonder and its uh, and its and its meaning is rooted in our bad experiences. Life would be sort of dull if everything was just you know okay and great and awesome all the time you know who like that experience might be a little bit dull but if you guys want to check out our conversation on that we had a lengthy conversation about that on last week's episode episode uh, i think this will be that would have been episode 41 um so this week's would you rather is and i i thought this one was, was actually pretty interesting so this week's would you rather is would you rather live 300 years in the future or 300 years in the past Huh. Okay. Um. I have to think about this because, what? Okay. What would the date be? Three hundred years in the past. It would be like nineteen. Let's. Okay. So Ni- it's two thousand twenty-one. So three hundred years in the past would be seventeen twenty-one. Oh, seventeen. To, oh, okay. Um. <laughs> the the math is not going this morning. Yeah. Seventeen twenty-one um, or living in. Uh, two th- 2321. 2321 is really close to the uh, uh, time that it takes place, time in Star Trek that, that Star Trek The Next Generation takes place. So, Give me one moment. What are you, <laughs> what are you looking up? Just give me one moment here. All right. Ah, the Age of Enlightenment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went. Uh, I that's just... before. That's before the United States became a country too. The United States was 1776. You know, so that's uh, I don't know what, like 50 something yeah, years so before. I just typed in significance of the 1700s. That so, sounds like yeah. a pretty On crappy a... time. The Enlightenment sounds. Isn't, I'm pretty sure that's like coming out of like the dark ages and everything and everyone's kind of like kind of starting to get their, Lots of their head screwed on straight and no one's kind of like, you know, people are starting to understand that you have to like clean yourself and, <laughs> and you can't it was, be dirty. It was, it was prominent, again, uh, prominent among lower class citizens as there was an occurrence of several revolts and revolutionaries yeah. that brought about a change in society. The, yeah, the American so let's go Revolution, back. 100%. Yeah, let's go, let's go back and stop the American Revolution. When you stop the American Revolution. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's just let 
Britain take over everything. <laughs> oh, God. You know what's actually kind of funny is the fact that, like, Britain today has only, like, 60-some million people that live in the country and who are British, but yet America, the uh, the original settlers were mostly from, from uh, England and the U.K., and now there's like 350 million uh, Americans, but there's only like 60 million some people from the UK. So, I, I'm I it, it's kind of just an interesting thought to think about how, you know, they really did not want to be uh, British. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they, they really want wanted British. to establish establish themselves as American. We could like go back in time as like a with a with like a purpose and be like, listen. The United States ruins the world in about yeah yeah literally three hundred in about three hundred years. <laughs> yeah, you know, see, so <laughs> that's actually an interesting point. If you were to travel three hundred years in the past, you could probably have opportunities to be able to like maybe help guide society on not such a you know non-sustainable path. Like you could be an activist <laughs> or something, maybe, maybe you know, and play a role or try. Like who knows? Like one one person can has the ability to change the world, and that, like they, it absolutely is true, and it's it's evident in today. However, if you go three hundred years in the future, like I feel like I feel like my my personal thing is I'd probably want to go three hundred years in the future simply because it takes so takes place so close to when Star Trek takes takes place, and I want to see how close we end up <laughs> to like. That society. <laughs> so, see if so like you're throwing away, generation. you're throwing away your opportunity to, uh, to to make the world a better place for your for your 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 single curiosity yeah. that I want to see the the predicament of how close Star Trek was to yeah. modern day life. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much where I'm at on this one. But <laughs> I think I feel like most people would be inclined a, to say a small. Years. What's that? A small price to pay. It's yeah. a very small price yeah. to pay. <laughs> Going in the past is always tough because things were worse. It, it, it sucked. People would died very... The, the age of... of um, the average age of a human, of a human being was, da- was, was much lower. Like, I think in... Um, once, like, in the start of, like, recorded um, modern times, so, um, you know, when we started using... Uh, before Christ and 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 the, after the death of Christ, uh, around that time, the average age of a person was like forty to fifty years old, and that was like two thousand, obviously two thousand some years ago. So, I mean, that age did not really change. If anything, as time went on, that age kind of decreased, especially during times like the Dark Ages and stuff, when people were dying from the Black Death and all these plagues and disgusting uh, infections people were getting and their gross style of living. And, uh, in like, there was no real scientific value or research back then. There was nothing you could really, like, know for sure about the universe because a lot of what we know requires technology. Like, uh, I feel like going in the past is, is, only, is only interesting if, you, if, you, if you're, like studying it if you want to go to like study the past and see what people were actually like and see what people who are painted um in in pictures what they actually looked like in person and to study the 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 real sort of social aspect of society back in those times rather than to like actually want to live in those times you know but but just imagine imagine the imagine you know what i feel like if you travel 300 years in the future 
you'd be disappointed because I feel like we're not headed towards Star Trek. <laughs> but if you travel 300 years in the past, you already know what happens, you, I guess. You already know what happens, but if you what if you you bring that knowledge with you? So what if you just accelerated? Basically what you did is like if you bring back all this knowledge, the technology that that you understand how it works and and you can kind of industrialize that, you just bought Earth 600 more years to figure out where the hell it's going. Mm. It's true. You know, it's there would true. be there would be an even larger explosion of industrialization, right? Like it would be very rapid, and instead of going from like steam-powered cars, you know, we just go straight to running electric systems because it was, you know, combustion systems we already know are, you know, not far too far too not sustainable. Not exactly. Friendly. So, so you just bought one. You just fixed uh, probably. You know the the overpopulation crisis, and you just fixed, um, I you know the greenhouse gas effect. So you just kind of you know slowed down global warming, uh, but you just bought humans six hundred more years worth of time to to. I mean, I guess it depends on who you are, because and, like I don't have those skills. I couldn't build an iPhone if somebody asked me to. So I mean. Like, if we were gonna send anybody back, I vote Elon Musk. Elon Musk, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we we're, we're we're throwing that guy in whatever teleporter shit we now I'm just like, created and waving him goodbye. I'm just like, go save the world, guy. Like painting Elon Musk in one of those like old timey photos that like looks like George Washington. Elon Musk is just like standing <laughs> there next to like e- a fucking Tesla coil or something. <laughs> yeah, Elon Musk's like, got like the curlers in his hair and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah i guess it depends on the person too because i mean like if you're if you actually are really knowledgeable like if you're an engineer or something or a scientist like you might be more inclined to want to travel backwards because you could change the future whereas somebody like me i don't really have much practical knowledge that could be applied i feel like things would just mostly suck so i'd probably want to go in the future <laughs> even if the future is disappointing <laughs> at least i would you know i'd know and then i'd just be like uh I guess I'll just commit suicide or something. <laughs> You're like, wow. I guess game's this is, over. You know, the same. <laughs> so what do you think? Damn. What's your? What's your? What do you think? Future or past? Ah, damn. You know what? I feel like if you gave me a little bit of time, I'd be knowledgeable enough to innovate something in the past. Okay. So that. So then, like you know, then you know, after my degree or whatever, then I would allow. I would probably, my answer would probably be the past because I'd like to change something in the future. But yeah, I think, uh, you know, as of right now, I don't like see myself as much. <laughs> That's really sad. Oh well, my no, gosh. Contrib- <laughs> no, it's not even sad. I mean, it's just the reality. Like me and you are both like 19 year old kids. Like how are we going to really contribute to other than like yeah. social change and like maybe philo- philosophical um, progression and, and, and ways of thinking, which is important too. But in terms of like real substantial, actually like substance changes in the way that society functions, I mean, like you'd have to be an engineer or a scientist to be able to make any real changes because you'd, you'd have to have yeah. an action plan. You have to know what to do. You know, it's not it's like my my knowledge is only is like very, uh, very much based on uh, like the application it, of things that already exist. Yeah, exactly. And like not actually understanding how they exist like i couldn't take an iphone apart put it back together and know exactly what does what and 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 build it for myself like actually but, build it but you scratch. know how to use it yeah 100 yeah. 100 but what what oh, excuse me 
what knowledge is like does that good for like back then i mean cell phone does not exist and if you brought one back with you they'd probably say you're like a witch or a wizard and probably burn you at the stake so <laughs> yeah most likely <laughs> yeah exactly all right so let's get into the show everybody let's open up the show and of course you guys can all see from the title what we're talking about today but we'll talk about that after the opening of the show boom hey hey reddit 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 hey Hey, hey, Reddit asks, asks, asks us podcast, podcast, pod, pod, pod podcast. Hey, 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 Reddit asks, asks, pod, pod, podcast, pod, pod. We're going to cryogenically freeze your body. I didn't lose. You either win or you, you learn. Back to the, back to the, back to the, back to the, back to the Reddit, Reddit, Reddit podcast, podcast, pod, pod, pod podcast. Reddit asks, asks us podcast. Alrighty, everybody. So welcome to episode 42 and this question comes from the main Ask Reddit page. Should humanity focus on exploring space? So this question, we've been talking about space and aliens and stuff a lot lately. But um, this question kind of stuck out to me because, like, you know, we've got these, we've got Elon Musk who's got this big plan to want to, you know, take people to Mars by 2030 you know, NASA thinks it's a good idea. He's got the capital for it. Um, and he's developing his, those plans in the works and his idea and like his sort of philosophy behind it is that we need to establish a civilization on another, uh, planet that is sustainable so that we can, you know, further branch out and become an interstellar and interplanetary species, uh, before we end up destroying ourselves. But this is, a loaded kind of topic because it might seem like a good idea and people might be excited about the idea of going to Mars, but in reality, it's a lot more complicated and and has there's a lot more challenges to it than it might seem at, at face value. So right off the bat, do you think that the idea of humans exploring space and becoming inter, an interplanetary species is something that, that we should focus on really heavily or or is it something that we should w wait to pursue at a later time twenty sixteen all right so why do people why does everybody think that twenty sixteen you know you always see on the meme page that twenty sixteen was always like, like the, the greatest greatest yeah, summer the of their life best summer of their lives or best everything I you know what I think that ultimately you know, there's, they always tell you when you're growing up, you know, there's a million possibilities of what you can do with yourself and all these applications. But I feel like we're bored as a species, like an entire species as a whole. The human mm. race is bored. Ever since 2001, we've had explosions of, of mass, you know, advances in technology. And as of like right now, we're at a standstill. You know, there used it's to be true. a time it's when true. every there is a sort of plateau. You can feel it. Like whenever we're talking about like iPhones or something, people are always like, what's the newest thing? Is it VR? Is it, you know, what's the newest iPhone feature going to have people? Are, yeah, you're right. People are getting bored, you know, where we constantly have new entertainment coming out. Netflix, all these streaming services, uh, podcasting is becoming really huge, um, you know, music and all this and all this stuff, which is great. But at the same time, it's like one could see it as a way where it's just like we are our, our uh, desire for consumption of of 
of the next newest thing is is sort of outweighing our ability to kind of even comprehend what's kind of going on. It's 2016. I think that the 2016, the reason that people think that 2016 was the the pinnacle of, of all pinnacles is that it, this is the funny part, though. This is the irony of it. People act like they already know everything, you know? So, um, and, and it's things that, like, people don't know. Like, you know, if you talk to anybody, you know, any guy, you know, as of right now, like, and okay, we'll just use this as an example. Like, we'll talk cars, you know? I used to think that I was, like, a car guy, but it's only, like, recently that I've been, you know, learning more about what goes into, you know, combustion engines and you know what actually drives and what makes them run the components that kind of interchange and it's it's a lot like the the organ systems of a body you know like you're gonna have different structures that do you know they have certain tasks and certain purposes but that those things and then how they interconnect that creates you know a car um but people think they know everything you know like as soon as you understand the concept of one thing you don't want to delve into the details because that makes you professional at that one thing. And people don't feel like they can be a professional at multiple things. Because, um, like, if you, you know, talk to a general a general physician, which is like a doctor, they probably can't tell you a whole shit of a lot about neurology, right? But if you talk about to a neurologist about cardiology, they probably, you know, that's not their profession. Yeah. So, therefore, they, they can't give you advice, professional advice on cardiology because they're a neurologist. So... Life is, you know, as of right now, is restricting everybody to be one thing and one thing only. Like, you're not allowed to be everything. you got to be good at one thing and one thing only. Um, but beyond that, I think just people are getting bored. Like, you know, like you, the, the society tells you that, that you got to be one thing. you got to stick with one thing, like my dad. Like, so my dad is a dentist, right? And, and societies, you know, kind of tell, I don't even think it's just society. I think it's just as far as like the, our, you know, our monetary system goes. Like once you are a professional at one thing, you do not have the, the capital to be anything else, right? You've made your living in this field. You cannot change that field because you are not stable enough to do so. You know, like everything that you depend on comes from this one field. So you got to stick with that one field. But 2016... The, it felt like there was endless innovations, endless things oh, yeah. to do, right? Like, it just felt like every single week there was a new technology that was coming out. And and you felt it. Like you said, you can feel this plateau because there, there was a point at one time in the news where every time you opened up the news, it wasn't just negativity. It was something new was being done, you know? Um, the first ever in utero surgery. Boom. That's a huge accomplishment. Um the first ever, like, phones were different, you know, phones were actually doing new things as opposed to just slapping a new number on it and adding a new camera to the back of it, like, it's, I, I feel like we're, we are at a plateau, 2016 was this time where anything was possible and, and, and many things were happening all at once, so it was almost overwhelming the yeah. amount of new, new things you can do with yourself, but, I mean, social media even, you know, you watch kite surfing and you watch skydiving and you watch all this other stuff and i mean like you, you feel so connected to it all of a sudden that, that it feels like you you've already experienced it you've experienced it through a tv so therefore you don't want to do it mm. you know no and, and like i think you're actually bringing up an interesting point is that it 
you know, 2016 is like this sort of nostalgic time where things haven't advanced far enough to the point where they've plateaued, but they also have av- have have advanced far enough to the point where we're really excited about the future. But now we're a couple of years ahead. It's 2021. We're in a fucking pandemic. Like <laughs> there there hasn't really been a whole lot of of advance maybe behind the scenes there has but not on a level that is that everyone you know sort of thought it's like oh within the next you know five years things are going to totally change you know electric cars will be everywhere it's like these things take these things take time right so um you know when thinking about going to mars it's like yes it's great to have this aspirational goal if we want to get to mars by 2030 but when we got to think about this realistically like everything every time we set a goal for ourselves we never we never end up reaching that goal in terms of in terms of time elon musk himself hasn't even reached goals that he set certain times for like like i mean like i don't want to completely generalize but you know, when he said he, he, this Tesla Roadster that he's been working on for the last, you know, however many years, he wanted to bring this out years ago, but they just couldn't get there. It just wasn't ready, you know, and that's, that's coming from the guy himself who really wants to put people on Mars. So it's, yes, like we, I think we still are stuck in a little bit of this nostalgia where we're thinking that we can get there, but society needs, society itself has to catch up with all of this stuff. It's not as easy as, as one might think. Well, I mean, kind of where I'm going with, with that, like, as far as, you know, 2016 was an exciting time and, like, where we're headed, like, I think that that kind of concludes my answer is, is like, should we be working on it? And uh, honestly, like, I think, yes, I think, <laughs> I think this, it's new and something we haven't done. Um <sighs> You know, as hate as much as I hate to say it, like I think we we did this whole Earth thing wrong. <laughs> I I'm I'm and it's really sad. Like, is it, it? I mean, you can probably just imagine like how I feel waking up every day and you know just thinking that you know the world isn't the way it needs to be. The world isn't the way it should be. And I feel like I don't have the authority to change any of it. I mean, you know, like you said, like you can be one person, you can change the world, but you know. As far as my platforms and my reach and my audience and, and you know who I connect to go, I don't uh, right now I don't feel like I have a foothold to do any sort of impactful thing and you know maybe I just haven't found my place, haven't found my time and haven't found you know my platform to do so on but you know it's it I don't know why do you ever just wake up in the morning and you just have that gut feeling that you know things can be different things oh yeah oh yeah all the time things things aren't perfect. No, definitely not. Things, definitely not. Things aren't perfect here, and I'm not sure we we did the whole Earth thing right. You know? yeah, yeah, I mean, I think only time is going to tell with that question. Like, we're at a super... I don't think people really understand, like, how, how much of a pivotal moment we are at in human history, right? Like, we are literally at this at this junction, this fork in the road, where we're either going to go down this this path of just we destroy ourselves we destroy our planet and then we get eventually we become extinct and then life on earth finds another way to survive and then evolution takes from there like the dinosaurs obviously didn't develop far enough to keep themselves sustain like keep their lives sustainable they died mammals came in and now we are the most dominant species on the planet it's people think it's humans are so good at like 
being very individualized. The story is about us, you know, the story, the movie, the, the, it's the movie of humanity. It's the, it's the, it's the book of humanity. You know, it's about us, but really it's not like, this is just a cosmic story. The story is about the universe and our role to play in that is determined by us. And, and when we, when we make decisions that, that, uh, it's not any individual's fault. It's, it sometimes can be the collective humanity's fault and just where we're at. It can be, very not proactive to make the sorts of choices that we are making. So we're at this junction where either either we're going to destroy our world, kill ourselves, and then the next um, species of animal is going to rise up and become, you know, whatever they are, whether it's going to be a non-intelligent species like the dinosaurs or an intelligent species like humans. And then maybe that's what we, what our job is supposed to do is we're supposed to be here, lay the foundation, become destroyed, and then give rise to the next thing. Or we have this choice to, to use technology to our advantage and leave behind all of these archaic systems of, of hierarchy and monetary value and gain and, and possessions and leave this stuff behind to become a species that's focused on the relationship that we have with one another, the relationship that we have with the earth, the relationship that we have with the universe. And our inherent goal is to, is to spread our people across the universe is to become an interstellar and interplanetary species and to discover and learn more about about the universe itself but like we are at this at this pivotal moment where we can either end up killing off our entire species and that's the end of the story of humanity or we will we will uh prevail and end up and end up uh you know taking advantage of the things that we should take advantage of and getting our heads out of our asses and actually becoming a productive, productive <laughs> species. But it's, I mean, like yeah, people, I think people are more, pes uh, more optimistic than pessimistic because no one really thinks that it's going to happen to them except for the people who own like doomsday bunkers and stuff. But, uh, <laughs> they, 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 maybe they feel like they know what's going on, but, uh, I mean, well, Often, if I think about this like in an analogy, like all I can think of is like you, we can't. <laughs> you can hike the mountain, but you can't leave the surface. You know, you can get as high as you want, like on this earth, but you just you're never gonna leave that mountain top. You know, I think you know all these motivational speakers that they talk about. You know, this analogy of you know get to the top of the mountain. You know, be hungry enough to get to the top of the mountain. But you know, once you get to the top of the mountain. The only thing that comes next is going straight down the other fucking side. <laughs> like, yeah. So, so if you think about this on a linear, you know, format, a linear time frame, like we get to the top of the mountain, but like once we get there, like where do we go? Yeah. Do we just What's sit there and, and, and enjoy the view? But okay, I was watching an interview. Um, actually, I just I don't know why I was just it was just on my explore page, but it was an, an interview that. Uh, Elon Musk was doing with with somebody I have no even I don't even have an idea of what the talk show was or what the premise was but it was just this little IG clip and I don't know why I stumbled upon this I don't know what sort of you know me speaking around my phone put into this algorithm <laughs> that showed me this yeah. fucking video but but uh, I don't know why I saw it but it was basically Elon Musk you know people were talking about like how to be successful and they wanted to know how to make money like him like you know they're they're their their why for being there and listening to this brilliant man was was how to be like him um and he said nothing about how to be like him 
he wasn't there to inspire and to motivate people. He was there to tell them that, you know, like his life isn't as great as you think it is. Yeah, hundred percent. He's not Tony Stark. He, his life is not perfect. Like they said, they they uh, they asked him like, well, how how can we be successful? How can we be like you? And his answer was straight up. He just paused for like five minutes. It was just silent. And then he finally kind of stutters and looks at the crowd and he just full on says it wasn't like a, a mumbled uh stuttery broken up sentence it was just like a strong bold like i'm pretty sure you don't want to be me yeah don't be like <laughs> me be like you that's be, be well it you. wasn't even don't be me it it wasn't even it wasn't even be like you it wasn't motivational at all he was just <laughs> saying it as a it wasn't from motivation it was yeah. just he, him saying what he felt and i thought that was and this is the weird part is that i was inspired by his you know inability to inspire you know pe- all these just these hundreds of people were sat in front of this i'm gonna because be everybody, honest everybody God. wants the answer like everybody everybody thinks there's this there's this magical secret formula that's gonna that's gonna change your life and 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 you know you are will will be finally be happy and feel like you're actually doing something in your life but it's not something that you find. It's something that you create. Like that's that doesn't come from a place of of searching for something. If you search for if you search for your meaning or your purpose in life, you're never gonna find it. You have to create that within yourself. You have to find out who you are and why the why you are the way you are, and then you'll be tried, truly satisfied with your life. So, I mean. In a way, his message, of course, it doesn't sound very inspirational. But if you un- if you try to understand it in the right way, it can be very inspirational because it's in a way it's sort of like, you know, you don't really want to be like me because I guarantee you, if I took your consciousness and you p- and put it in my body, you lived lived in my body for a day, you'd hate it. You'd probably hate it. You'd probably be like, I want to be back in my body. I want to be home. I don't want to be here. This is too stressful. Like, you probably would not want to be in his position. So. Well, honest, like when I when I think of Elon Musk, you know, some people just think about this, you know, this billionaire that can just do whatever he wants. But I think most of society, um, Elon Musk is is like our only shot. <laughs> Elon Musk is, has has come the closest to to solving real world problems, closer than anybody's ever become. Um, and I think he's and, got know, more like, in store. I think he's got. I think. I think people. Oh, people underestimate 100%. what he's got. Like the boring company. I think. I think uh, you know has tremendous potential, and SpaceX and Tesla to become, you know, more of a. I think of a transitional sort of uh, entity in the world that weans us off of of fossil fuels and non-renewable resources and starts you know being more innovative to create. Uh, systems that are we, sustainable. <laughs> I think people are, are aware of, of where we're headed. You know, even though a lot, it seems like a lot of people don't care, I feel like I feel like people are worried <laughs> about where the world is going. Yeah. Climate oh, yeah. change. Yes, and I do. I think so too. It's a sort of collective consciousness. You can sort of feel it. People are worried. People. Are, it may not seem like it, but people are worried. Um, and this Elon guy... He's he's gonna be like one of our only shots. He True. he's gonna be the guy. If anybody's gonna bring anybody anywhere and advance any species any in any time frame, it's gonna be him. So and, I and think, the role you know, people, he has to play is probably be rather significant. People love him for his genius, 
but uh, I think a lot of people just he's a he's he's gonna be the leader of 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 uh, not a not just a generation like a, a species like people are worried a people revolution. are worried about where the hell we're going and that's kind of your our savior that's the weird way to put it that's a super weird biblically way to put it yeah, but because yeah. you don't want to you don't, don't have one person have too much power right i feel like exactly he, the smartest thing for him to do is to create feel like a system in which it gives more power to the individual that's the weird part about him is the kind of that i mean this is very perspective you know based because everybody's going to pick up a different perspective of a different person you know like i may really like one person you may not like the same person because that's just perspective you don't click with everybody but he does it in a everything he does he it's almost like he doesn't do it for any sort of monetary it looks like he really loves to do what he does but i think he feels that pressure too mm, like yeah, i think definitely. he feels i think that's why he says those kind of things that he says on you know like these live interviews like that you don't want to be me i think even he knows there's a lot riding on whatever he's doing yeah he's in the spotlight all the time there's literally cryptocurrencies that tank and and then rise out of nowhere simply because of his tweets, <laughs> like yeah. like like that yeah, the, that is a tremendous amount of power to have when you can affect an uh, an entire market of currency based on what you what you put on a little two hundred fifty character excerpt that you put out on the internet. You know, a lot of people act like they deserve the kind of publicity that they that that guy receives and and the type of money. Honestly, like you know, a lot of people like you know they're. They're they're wondering about how you know they can get more money and how they can have more money. But I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. If anybody's a fucking billionaire in the world, I'm glad it's him. I've never there's not another person that I would trust with all that power more than more than that guy. It's true. He it's true. I'd probably have to agree. People act like he's such a whack job because you know he was like smoking weed with you know Joe Rogan and he's just crazy. Like he's just outlandish. Even like my own employer currently, like I was having a conversation with him and he just thinks you know like. He's just like this crazy wacko that can do whatever he wants because he's got this money, but I don't think people give him enough credit. Yeah. I, I, really I think understand that if you what he's like trying to do. I don't if you gave money to, to anybody, you know, on Instagram or anything else like like right now that you know, that's trying to, you know, figure out how to get rich quick and, you know, they need all this money. The the amount of things that they would invest their money in would be so anti progressive and would literally it would trash the world you know there's there's a reason that certain people have money and certain people don't and there's people <laughs> in the world that i wish didn't have money there's yeah. you know there's 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 a lot of people that i wish did not have fucking money because yeah, they I have totally agree. no right or reason and they don't spend it in any sort of progressive way but the people that like elon musk that do have money i respect for having that kind of money and and not only respect, but I trust him. <laughs> I trust yeah. him to have the money that he has, because you know he's he deserves that money f for the things that he's going to do for this country. Like, yeah, hundred percent. Not just the country, the world. Like, I I'm kind of at a loss for words right now. Kind of just to put it in perspective, like how much I wish I had some sort of because people only care about. Um, numbers right like everybody wants a, a quantity for, for for the significance that he's doing to the world so i wish i had some sort of quantifiable um data to back all this up but 
<laughs> more just... so based off intuition. But I feel like there's a lot of people that feel that way too. They definitely know he's an extremely intelligent individual um, <sighs> that has a lot of ingenuity and and motivation in the end ability to to do the things he act like to actually do the things he talks about but um, the 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 tides the tides of transportation are changing and that's a big thing too hmm. uh, honestly like just the other day i was thinking about my career like hey what's my backup if i just like don't get to go where i'm gonna go and like recently i've just had like i've been really into vehicles i've been really into small combustion motors but i can't I can't seem to get myself to, to, to commit to this idea because I don't think it's a sustainable job source. I don't think mechanics I don't mechanics are going to be out of business yeah. in the next 20 to 25 years. And mark sure. my words on that. You look at any major small combustion like engine company, um, GM, Ford, you know, Chevrolet, uh, in these past two, three years alone in this COVID thing, they've been bailed out from government bankruptcies like two times each mm-hmm. um and not to mention they all stop production of more than like 40 to 50 percent of their vehicles due to emission rates right now and they all all of a sudden have some sort of electric vehicle ford produces at least one electric car chevy produces at least one electric car that they're all producing electric vehicles now or crossovers and that's because they're worried they're worried that if they don't do these kind of things they're going to be irrelevant and and it's so true they're going to be irrelevant and being any sort of you know small town mechanic being anybody that works on you know combustion engines that's going to be something of the past like that's just going to be like a hobby that's something you you just have and maybe they'll even regulate it maybe for to, to even own a, a small combustion engine you're going to need a license for yeah. it um or a b- belong to like a special club or something uh, exactly because even teslas you can't work on teslas right now i don't know if anybody knows this but like uh if you look up any like videos on youtube of people trying to like tinker and do aftermarket mods on a tesla their software just literally locks them out of their car and they can't travel anywhere more than 20 kilometers an hour. That's literally what Tesla does. Like, if you try and work on a Tesla car and and screw with its algorithms or you try and screw with its coding or you do any sort of, like, mechanical upgrade to the car, um, it locks you out of your vehicle. Like, you can't do anything to the vehicle. And, and that's, that's kind of, that's I don't know, like, that. to me, that's genius because you don't let anybody you know, drive around with, with your name brand on the front of their car with things that aren't, you know, produced by that name brand. You know, like, you can see Fords on the roads today that are heavily, heavily upgraded, but that wasn't by Ford. Ford didn't produce that. That's a completely rebuilt engine by some monkey in a garage, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mechanical monkey in a garage. So that's not technically a Ford brand name, but they still sport a Ford brand name, right? Because it's still a Ford logo on the front of the car. So Tesla prevents that completely. So, you know, when when everybody goes electric and all these electric vehicles are around, you can't just bring your Tesla into, you know, a shop in town. You have to bring it to a Tesla dealer. And through there, that's, that's when it gets fixed. So nothing goes unregulated with these electric cars. So that's just little my little two cents on you know elon musk's ingenuity yeah and that's just te- that's just tesla he owns True, like yeah. three or four different major major companies so just to just to steer a little bit back towards the topic of the of the 
the episode today. Um, the, <laughs> that was a tangent. Yeah, no, that and that's tangent. and that's that's good. But we have we only have a limited amount of time, so I do want to get some topics some some topics covered. When we talk about traveling to space, one of the advantages that I think that it brings up in in making one of our goals get into space is that it really can focus a collective energy on new technologies and a common goal. Like if we all focused on really wanting to travel in space, because like, like think about it, the traditional propulsion systems will are just not going to get us to travel interstellarly. They just won't. There's no way you can, that you can invent a traditional propulsion system that, that functions on fossil fuels that is going to give you the ability to travel vast distances in short 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 amounts of time. It just it just can't. It's not possible. Like it's just we're we're talking about light years and all this stuff, and it's like this is just a this is we're we're going in the wrong direction. We need to rethink about how we want to travel. So it, a potential advantage is it is it gives gives us and it has the ability to give us some new technologies that uh, that. We can we can use to our advantage to actually help move our society forward and on a, and on a better path, um, and and technologies that are more so focused on travel and and all the good things about entering space and not like how Trump wanted like a space force and t- to militarize the <laughs> militarize space. It's like that is so not what we want to do. We we why are, like why are we heading into the universe? with an antagonistic attitude that we want to fight other planets or species or conquer. It's just people were so stuck in this just like colonial way of thinking. Then people think, oh, Space Force, yeah, it'll be a good idea. We should we should probably be able to defend ourselves in space, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, that is so not a good idea. Like, that means if we do meet some intelligent species in space, and what if we come in with our weapons and then we start being hostile to them? You know, like, I, I feel like we're more of a threat to space than space is a threat to us. That's very true. Especially with, like, nuclear fission and the things that we have currently. Yeah, like. man. Like, we literally, like, uh... Um, now, the the propulsion system, though, uh, going back to that, that's an interesting interesting way <laughs> to, to... I wonder how that's going to innovate, because technically that's still a combustion. It's got to be some... System, well, right? it's got to be some form of, like, antimatter or... Um, like uh, I don't even know how to describe it, or like some sort of uh, device that has the ability to like maybe create a warp in space time, so that it's it's kind of like you you actually like pull the the location to you instead of you actually going to a location, like with something that is like a fuel, and then it comes out the other end. It would be like, of course, there's going to be sort of any fuel source to some sort of system that functions, but. We have to try to figure out a way to maybe create some sort of like like in in Star Trek the whole thing is warp drive, it's 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 this idea that um, it creates like a warp field which is a a field that warps space time so that you can like travel by distorting space and time so you actually bring locations to you rather than you actually going to a certain location, so it w- there would have to be something like that. Because if you're gonna talk about rockets, like this is just—it's just—it's just archaic. Like it just does not work. Like e- e- even if you're traveling that fast in space, a, a single single little speck of dust can destroy your entire ship. 
can completely destroy the entire thing. A thing, a single little speck of dust. Once it, uh, once you're traveling fast enough in space, can can destroy your whole ship. So it becomes sort of redundant at that point. You know, it's uh, yeah, and not to mention like, what if we can't find fossil fuels along the way to travel? You know, through yeah, exactly. Space and time. So, like fossil fuels are created uh, because of life. They're sort of like fossil fuels, like. Like, and that's a great point is like, what if we go out and the planets that are near us, they don't have fossil fuels because there was no life there. Like if you go to a planet like Venus or something or Jupiter, like there's no, there's no fossil fuels there because fossil fuels are created from the, from millions of years of of decaying microbes and decaying plants. Um, And that's where, that's where oil comes from is, is the, is is the uh, millions of years of decomposition of of certain microbes and and plants and if you don't have life on a planet there's no fossil fuels like you just doesn't exist so we'll have to figure out some some way of of creating that so propulsion systems yeah a a con that i wanted to bring up is like we have to make sure that we go if we're going to go into space as soon as possible we have to make sure we're doing it like in the right way because we have to base it more on genuine curiosity about space rather than like a competition. See, like the only reason the United States went and went to the moon was a competition with Russia. It was this. It was this. It was a Cold War thing. It was this. I don't know if that. I don't even know if that's Cold War. Yeah, it was Cold War. Yeah, yeah Cold, 1969. Yeah, Cold War era. Okay. So people are. It's it's this like it's this like uh, pseudo war that that is being fought. That it's like. Oh, we're gonna reach space before you. It's this comp. It's this. It's this petty competition. It's not being done. I mean, a lot of the astronauts and the scientists are taking advantage of that opportunity that these nations want to kind of butt go and head head to head with one another to, to compete to get into space. But, but the real motivation for it at its most basic and fundamental level was that it was an opportunity to capitalize on beating another country and competing at, to uh, against another country to achieve a certain goal, which I don't think that's the right mindset. You know what I mean? Like, like I think the mindset should be more about genuine curiosity and more about what exploring space could do for humanity rather than uh, using it as some sort of uh, uh, political game, you know, in the world. Well, I mean, that literally just bankrupted NASA. <laughs> we yeah, don't NASA's yeah. Na, NASA's not a thing anymore. Um if any they NASA they don't really go fly, to they don't go to the moon. They don't they they're not they can't do a trip to Mars. There's there's no money. That's why SpaceX is doing all that because they're a private company. They have the ability to source the that capital out for themselves. NASA's literally yeah, has no money. Currently currently if NASA wants to fly to to the moon or to you know out of out of planet um they have to go through through the Russians actually. Believe it or not, they they sit in Soyuz rockets. Mm. Um and to buy, I forget what the cost is, to buy one seat uh, to send one of our American astronauts up to the ISS is, I think it was like $2.5 million or something like that, just to, just to pay for one seat on that flight. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just, just for, it's ridiculous, man. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But yeah, we, we currently use Russian Soyuz rockets to get to the ISS and back. So any... Um, sort of tests and uh, research is being done um, up in space currently. Uh, it's 
Yeah, it's through the funding that we put through Russian Russian rockets. So lots of the lots of the astronauts and scientists that are on the ISS right now are actually Russian. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, lots. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah. I wanted to pose this question to you too. So the human's basic survival instinct is to spread our genetics before we die, and to keep the human race prolonged. That's one of the reasons why we spread out. As a, as, a human, as a human race. When, when we were first evolving, we spread out all over across the planet so that we could have the ability to keep the human race alive everywhere. So if, once, if one uh, sect of humanity does not survive in one area of the world, don't worry, we've got four, five, six, seven hundred colonies all <laughs> over the world that that humans are exist in so that it's like a survival instinct we we explore and branch out because it's beneficial to our survival if we do that so i wanted to kind of maybe pose this question to you is that do you think that the part of a motivation for being or for wanting to travel interstellar interstellarly has to do with a human instinct to survive yes yes and i think it goes back to that question that you know like when you wake up in the morning what do you think of the world? Doesn't it, does it does it feel like it's thriving? Not really. Not really. <laughs> we we feel and we I know feel that. like we, like we we have a sort we of knowledge. That, we feel that on the deepest level. Um, 100%. It's we we do need to branch out. We do need to to go somewhere else like this. It's not rocket science. We we know. Pardon me. We know we know that uh, that life on Earth is finite. And 100%. if you if you stay on Earth, the human species is finite. We're too we're too vulnerable. So, we're too vulnerable on Earth. You know, if we spread yeah. out, we have the ability to keep the species alive on a planet that may not get hit by an asteroid tomorrow or something. Like the being on Earth is a very vulnerable place. I mean, we're lucky because we're able to accomplish so much within a very very short amount of time. But you know, uh, the I was reading that, you know, the entire extinction of, I think, which one? Was, I think it was the, oh, I don't want to, uh, man, if somebody, somebody's going to be pissed at me if I get this totally wrong. But one of the extinctions of the dinosaurs, I can't remember which one, but that whole extinction event took place over one year and it wiped out 90% of, spe of the species on the planet. It took one year for an extinction event to wipe out 90% of all species on the planet during the dinosaur's extinction or one of the dinosaurs extinction so think about how quickly a a catastrophic event could destroy all life here so maybe that's a reason why it's so important for us to actually branch out into space and start trying to create a life in space and life on other planets and colonize the universe because we're too vulnerable here on Earth. Anything could happen literally at any time. Dinosaurs lived for hundreds of millions of years and it only took one year for them all to be killed yeah so yeah yeah i uh i know i agree with that i uh it's finite life here 100 percent finite life how do we extend that life we got to branch out however another there's only a couple last points i wanted to bring up there's a danger in in creating a society that wants to move out into space at this particular moment in time because this if we were to have develop a new technology that would give us the ability to travel interstellarly 
you can bet that the military industrial complex just wants to use it for weapons advancement. Just a more powerful, more deadly weapon that is so unneeded. You know, we don't need weapons of mass destruction. For what purpose? It's only to flex. You know, it's only to say, look at how big and powerful I am. But it really has no real purpose, you know, other than to just to just intimidate and scare. And as of right fear. now, yeah, as of right now, I think as a whole, anybody that starts a war at this time in life or at this point in, in human civilization, uh, that's just <laughs> that's just unintelligent. It's just not. It's not smart. It's a waste. It is of, not smart at all. It's a waste of, of of everything. It's a waste of resources. It's a waste of people. It's a waste, it's a waste of waste all of, of human history and ingenuity. Yeah, like everything has been leading up to this point, and what what amazing end to the crescendo it would be of the human story if we just we come all this way and oh we end up killing ourselves. Yeah, war makes no sense really. It doesn't. War, war, war is a war racket. War doesn't make any sense. Medley D. Butler. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, war, uh, war doesn't make sense. So, I, I mean, it gets people paid. That's exactly it. That's sole that's purpose the thing, is, is to produce money. War pays, which is unfortunate. War, Extremely. war does make money. It makes jobs for people, but yeah. uh, other than that, <laughs> it's useless. I mean, 100%. even 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 that method of producing jobs and producing you know economy, it's taking away economy from another place. Whoever's losing the war is losing money. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> whoever's and losing whoever's people. winning the exactly and losing people on both ends. But yeah, it's just the uh, there's yeah. a saying I can't remember who said it, but it's until the love of power uh, is overcome by the power of love, the world will never know peace. So yeah. until we have the ability to really look at how, how close we are to one another, rather than instead of looking at all the reasons why you're different from somebody, you start looking at all the reasons how you're similar to somebody. Um, our, our, the way that we live causes us to like, as soon as I see you, I divide you into like sections and categories in my head based on the, what you wear, how you look, what your hairstyle is like, you know, what you're doing. Like uh, how how you're acting, I immediately start to categorize in all the ways that you're different from me. And instead of instead of trying to look at all the ways that 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 you're similar, and um, I think that's a huge that's a huge problem in society. Was we we don't have a clear perspective. You know, like um, I love thinking about how when you look, if you go on YouTube and you just look at at satellite images and satellite video really beautiful video of the earth and satellites roaming around the earth and taking this amazing 4k footage of the earth do you see the lines that divide us do you see lines written in the the, the crust of the earth that says this is africa this is canada this is the united states no there are these lines are meant to divide us these lines are meant to separate us we are we constructed these lines we created these lines when you go up and you look at the sky and look at the earth from, from, from outer space. There is no lines. There is no division. It is all one planet. We are all on one large celestial body. There is no countries. There are no, there are no uh, designated land areas for certain people. There is only this 
this blue marble of 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 life and like i think the system that we live under just does not allow for us to think about life like that we are always trying to look for ways that you're someone's different you know i create that division when i hear somebody who has an accent you know i say oh you're different than me because you have this accent you know you are different than me because this is what your skin color is i'm not saying I discriminate and nobody, I mean like very small percentage of people discriminate based on these things. But even just the fact that we look at somebody and say, oh, you're different instead of saying, oh, look at all the ways this person is similar to me, regardless of their skin color or the way, the way they act or yeah, I think me, like, what they do. We're, uh, for some reason, we're just just bound to 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 find to find differences as opposed to finding similarities like there's just a lot of yeah. everybody's trying to be different exactly <laughs> i don't know everybody's trying to be everybody's trying to be different when you could just be yourself <laughs> yeah exactly just be be who you are look for the ways that you're similar to someone else and not to the ways that you are different from them um but just yeah. to just to end off the podcast i think we definitely got really deep today um, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, hey, space exploration though it poses a lot of questions and it poses a lot of questions. questions about. There's so much it's, stuff um, on my list here that I didn't even bring up, and it would be really awesome to talk about it. So we could do a part two honestly, at a later time, but yes. Um, okay, space exploration. Like it's just it's it's more than just it's more than just space exploration. It's, it's you got to take the future it's, of humanity, the future of the human race. There, and and it, when you talk about future and and where your race and where you know you us as a as, as a species is going like that poses for very big internal reflections yeah oh, you know like oh, yeah. you you never you never make huge decisions without thinking why and i you know uh, this it may seem like this whole episode was very like you know a tangent to to other things but this is a big step for big. for for all of humanity it's, it's a massive step for all of humanity and we, we've got to ask these questions along the way like why are we doing yeah. this where are we going and, and who are we as... as what uh, purpose does like something said, really serve? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, like you said in the... Uh, you know, like we, we are in this... It, the universe, you know, like we aren't the center of it. So we're, <laughs> we've are we got to decide what role we're going to play yes, inside of this. in the cosmic know, this, story. In the cosmic story, yes. That is exactly that. That's exactly yeah. what... Uh, but... Uh, what, uh, the I think man I, I I this was really great I hope we can probably do a part two on this at another time because there's so much more that was not talked about um, but of course we have to have a time limit we can't we can't eat up everybody's time uh, <laughs> everybody's got people have got things to do so you know we we create the content for 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 you guys but um, yeah like the there's a lot of implications that go much further than what the surface sort of level question allows to really be able to be understood. But I think we, we've already touched on a lot of really important things today and things that are going to make people think. That's like the number one thing I hear when people talk about this podcast is like whenever I, I see somebody, they're like, it, all, it makes me think like, you know, it makes me it makes me question. It makes me wonder about things that I've never really thought about before and or thought about it in that way or, or something like that, something to that effect. And that's honestly the biggest compliment that, that this podcast could ever receive because that's what it's meant to be. It's called Reddit Asks Us. I mean, it's not just limited to Reddit. It's just about asking questions. Reddit is just where our questions come from, but that's because there's a lot of inquisitive people on the platform and really thought, thoughtful people on that platform. And, um, you know, that's probably the, the biggest compliment that I, that I can, 
interpret when people tell me that they watch or like the show is that uh, a lot of the a lot of the content is is interesting. It, it's it it causes people to think, and and that's what we're here to do, right? We're here to we're here to have important conversations. We're here to answer interesting questions. We're here to answer questions that don't even matter. I'm hoping that we can have an episode uh, over the next coming weeks. Is what's what's the best condiments? What are the best condiments? Oh I'm my hoping goodness. to have that episode come out. So I'll, I'll give you, I'll pose you that question to you in a, for a few weeks, maybe the, a week. You can think about what are the best condiments, and we can have a inter- interesting, intimate discussion about what are the best condiments. But we can talk gotcha. about anything, right? And and it makes people think, and it's 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 fun. We can have fun with it, and and it's it's also informative as well. And and people can hopefully people actually take something away of the conversations that we have here. So yeah, sorry for going over time, everybody. Thank you so much, Hunter, for coming back on the podcast. Hunter's an absolute trooper. This guy works a lot, and uh, <laughs> he's tired, so it's it's really uh, thank you for coming back. It's much appreciated. It's because I got that. It's because I got vaccinated. That's why I'm tired. Yeah, just, yeah, no kidding. I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna feel like shit probably over the next like two two days <laughs> because I just got mine this morning. So uh, for the listeners, it's gotta be so. one of the side effects. I I've, I've been sleepy for like two days. Yeah. It's just like ever since I got it. Yeah, body's warding off some some major some major COVID right now. So <laughs> yeah, that's when see that's that's why I wanted to do this podcast today and get it edited because I feel like over the next couple of days I'm just gonna feel like garbage. So I want to just make sure that this is <laughs> this is taken care of and that we got it done. Yeah. All hey, right. We'll so hang tough. Yeah. 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 No kidding. So thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. Uh, remember, I'm your host, Luke Dick, and if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts, make sure you leave a rating and also leave us a review. You can find us on TikTok, at Reddit Asks Us Podcast, and uh, Instagram, and you, we post new clips every single day of the week. So you can check us out on those platforms, post new stories, updates, and whatever else is related and pertaining to the show. Thanks again. Thank you listeners. Thank you, Hunter. And we will see you guys next week. Peace out.